This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What up? This is Myron, and you are listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast. The Down on the Docks on the other side of the tracks dive bar style podcast of and about the seattle mayors that you were listening to on the odyssey app or hey wherever else you're getting that podcast action from we're not judging you as long as you're liking subscribing and doing all that good stuff and those feelings go for youtube as well also if you like the gear hit up at simply.core that's at simply.core if you want that street cred for rocking the rye bread you hit up at simply.core also if you really enjoy this podcast don't be afraid to rate us. Listen, we like those five-tool baseball players, but you know what? We like more than that on this podcast, those five-star reviews. So hit us up with that five-star review. Also, this Sunday following the game, even though we'll be over at Tacos and Tequila, there's something going on. When you, If you want to keep the party going on at 6 p.m. in Berrien, Seattle PA announcer since 1987, the great Tom Hutler, his band. I've seen his band. They fucking rock. Um, they will be at Tim's Tavern in beering go check out that place tim Tavern. all right so we're dropping this podcast today on the positive note because if you gave up if you just didn't care you didn't want to watch this and you were just going to be one of those people you were those people that were like i'm not going i know we bought tickets we're going to put them on seat geek for a dollar and they're not even going to sell. It's raining outside. The roof is going on. The Seahawks are on Monday Night Football. The Kraken are already playing practice games. You know, we got kids. Uh, Halloween is in a, a five weeks, all right? We're, we're just not, we're done with summer and we're done with the Seattle Mariners. Stick a fork in them. Uh, Julio almost got in a fight yesterday and, uh, the Astros, you know, put us in our place. Well, guess what? The Mariners have flipped all that shit, at least for today. I know the narrative is, oh, the Mariners got to win four games against a team that they have gotten their ass kicked. And I wouldn't even call it getting their ass kicked. What are they, one and eight, one and nine? Who gives a shit going into this series? Mariners go down to the ninth inning, one run down. We saw all the same tropes from earlier in the season. The strikeouts, the leaving the guys on base, leaving leadoff hitters that get on second base out there. Uh, I know the Mariners like to, you know, strand runners. Cal Raleigh gets a hit. We get another guy. We get another guy. We got the bases loaded. We got no outs. You know, our bread and butter, right, for the Mariners which we probably are record setting of <laughs> not coming through with bases loaded. We get two outs pretty quickly. And then our guy steps up to the plate. JP hits a ball down the line that seemed like it hung up there forever. Dropped down right there on the wall on the warning track. And the fucking place went nuts. I mean, just 
absolutely nuts. Coming off of the night before, which was a really rotten feeling. Um, there was a mass exit after Julio's last at bat, which uh, if you listen to yesterday's episode, I'm I'm pretty sure everybody was in there just to see if shit was going to go down. Um, pretty low. Uh, the, the table has been stacked against us. Um, Mariners need to more than likely just win all four of these games. Well, guess what? They only got to win three because they took care of business. And I just wanted to wash. I just wanted to take the sage just like they did earlier in the season and sage the locker room. I want to sage this podcast uh, (laughs) from yesterday's podcast and the podcast before that and pretty much most of these podcasts here in September. But here's the good news. There's only a couple of days left in September, and if the Mariners can finish strong... Guess what? Sunday is October 1st, the last day of the season. And I want to proclaim right now, we're going to be back on Sunday when we're down at Tacos Tequila, and it is going to be a glorious day. So get on down there. We're right there. We're right there. If we can just get, if the Mariners can just get to Sunday and get through Sunday, then none of this matters. It's a new month. You know, not not a lot of X's and O's and breaking down the game. You can go to the uh, baseball nerds and the, uh, you know, the radio and the uh, radio affiliates and they'll break all that down for you. I can just tell you being in the park tonight, there was a good strong belief in there of the people that were there, that people that still showed up to the game. Um, you had the people that got the flannel shirts. That was kind of fun. But, yeah, the game just kind of, like, moved along very, very quickly. The crowd stayed in it all the way to the finish. Um, the last couple of innings, there was a lot of pitching changes. Felt like some playoff baseball. Obviously, Texas is trying to wrap up the AL West. And to quote the uh, the Sonics and Sir Mix-a-Lot from back in the 90s, no, not in our house. And now they just need to rinse and repeat and do this three more times, not four times. Um, we also talked about all the scenarios yesterday on the podcast. Uh, well, Arizona Diamondbacks uh, need to win this weekend, and they are playing the, the Houston Astros. So... That's looking good. They ended up losing to the Chicago White Sox. They were up two games. Now they're in a situation where, like, hey, they got to win. They got to win this series probably unless they're going to get some help. So that's good. Um, Toronto Blue Jays ended up winning, but they are going into Tampa Bay and playing the Rays, depending on what's going on with the uh, Baltimore Orioles how that series is going to play out as far as what Tampa Bay is going to put out there. And then the Mariners, for the most part, control their own destiny. Not their own fate, but they control what the narrative is going to be if they can just take care of um, these next three games. They're going to be in a good position because then Houston has got to match them. They're one game out going into the final weekend. Again, if you look at it through like where we were at the beginning of this month, wearing the track suits to now you're pretty disappointed. You're pretty pissed off. You were let down. You were disgusted. But if you go back and talk to somebody that's looking in the crystal ball at what the Mariners looked like after the all-star breaker, even before that you'll take being down one game. Now, Hanno is not with me one more time. Uh, Hanno or Kopi or any of my usual 
people that I'll sit down and chat with again are not with me, but I'm not going to make you sit through just listening to me talk again for half an hour or an hour. It's it. Listen, I, I'm, I have to listen to these when we're editing them and I, and I hate it. So I'm bringing back somebody that was on a few times last year. You haven't heard her since spring training, uh, a fan favorite. Some people actually ask if she's going to come back. And everybody in my family asks who if she's going to come back. We're talking about Grandma Norma, my grandma, 92-and-a-half-year-old Grandma Norma, popping on the podcast. I was talking to her throughout the entire game, texting. She's always texting us. She's always griping. She's always talking shit. But one thing, but she is also very loyal to the Seattle Mariners, so... Uh, we're going into the weekend. We're just going to have fun. Uh, it's, uh, the rest of this podcast, whether you want to listen to it or not, it's just me and my grandma talking about what happened here in the Mariners game. So we're going to get into that right after this. Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ball game. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the Kingdom. I know you were pumped up, Grandma. I know you are pumped up when the bases were loaded there in the ninth inning, but how yeah. much has that driven you crazy all year when they get the bases loaded with nobody out? Well, yeah, I mean, I thought... It's like when you said, you know, like before, and I thought, well, it's time to break this habit. I mean, you know, you can't keep doing this. It's time, Mariners, you, you, you get up to, you know, face up to it. Be men. That's what you're getting paid for. <laughs> yeah. And they did. Yeah, but, I mean, you know. so what was the stress level on, on your 92-and-a-half-year-old heart when you were watching that bases loaded then we get oh the my pop, God, we get the two pop ups. We get the pop up from Ford. We uh, we also don't get anything from Rojas. What was your feeling oh. right there? Oh, terrible! I mean, I was uh, I was on the edge of my seat. I just I just could you know, but I just I don't know. There was something that I never gave up. Really, you know that old saying: "Don't give up till the fat lady sings." Yeah, I mean, how many times did you run to your refrigerator tonight? <laughs> hey, you know what? I have uh, my non-alcoholic beer and my little can of tomato juice, and I didn't open it tonight because I figured it was too late. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but I've been waiting. I've been waiting to have that non-alcoholic that old duel with my tomato juice. So, but, what's going to have to happen for you to have that old duels and that uh, can of tomato juice? <laughs> When we when we win these next three games, yeah, I mean we're in the stress cooker. Uh, I know other people in the family been telling you the Mariners are done, and it drives you crazy. And then, and then I get the brunt of all that from the text messages to tell you not to listen to anybody. I don't. I just I don't give up. I just kept, I just I just come back with a, a then I I get a hold of you, and then you tell me, and then I tell them. 
Yeah, so you were asking me earlier, uh, you want to know what's going on with all the playoff scenarios, right? You yeah. Know? So basically what is going on is if the Mariners can just win these next three games, not four anymore, the next three games and Houston loses two or three, the Mariners are in. If the Mariners win two games and Houston can only win one, they're in. There's also Toronto, you know, the team that you, you can't, one of the other teams you can't stand. Uh, if they uh, can only win one more game and the Mariners win all the next three, they're in. Then there's some scenario where if we sweep Texas and Houston loses and there's a three-way tie between Texas, Mariners, or yeah, Rangers, Mariners, and... Uh, the Astros, then it goes to uh, the division record because the Astros have beaten the Rangers more, but then the Rangers have beaten the Mariners more. So it's kind of like a three-way thing. And then the way that – so it's confusing as hell. Myron, how come it shows us one game out where there's a line and we're down one game? One game from what? The wild card. We are one game. That's why we got to win as much as we can, and we got to help. We got to hope that Arizona can beat Houston. And you also you mean that, that yeah, the diamond. You mean the Diamondbacks can win beat Houston? Yeah, that's what we need. But the Diamondbacks also need to win right now because they're fighting to to hold on to their playoff spot. So we want the Diamond them to win over Houston, right? Yeah. So how yeah. this month of September has been pretty much agonizing, hasn't it? Up until yeah. tonight. It's all right, it's been. Blood pressure up, blood pressure down. <laughs> you know? Yeah, especially coming off of August, uh, you know, everything was good. The coach and Julio, I mean, uh, Scott Service and Julio get together. Everybody wears those track suits. They thought everything was going good and everything has gone bad. Uh, do you still have a, a few bones to pick with uh, the front office and Scott Service? With the, with the what? The manager. The front office? With the Mariners' front office? Or, or the manager. Well, the manager now, sometimes I go, I, I think he's, but sometimes I think he's standing there asleep and you, you're saying, pull that guy, get him out of there, get him out of there. And he doesn't do it. And right. then, then I, other times he lets the pitcher get four and five runs on us. That's hard to catch up with. Well, yeah, the Mariners don't have that great of an offense, or, or I should say they don't have a consistent offense. It's They like to go to sleep. Uh, you don't see a lot of scoring. But luckily we got guys on our team that keep everybody going, like A.U. Henio yeah. Suarez. Well, those guys seem like they, they're all they're, they're a good, they're a close team, like they keep each other up. Julio, he's always rooting for everybody. And they all seem like they like each other. Yeah, they do. Especially yeah, Eugenio. He's kind of like the leader of the guys, you know. Which one? Eugenio Suarez. Gino. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then sometimes I 
I get a little mad at Teo because uh, Teo. I, I yeah, I know. I call him Ferendez. That's the way I always say it, Ferendez. Now I know he hits good, but sometimes it's just pop up. He, then he can then once in a while he gets a home run in that. And when you go back and look at his batting record, it's it's pretty good. But when I want him to come through, sometimes he just pops up. And then I get so annoyed with these bouncers. Pop up, uh, ground out, you know. I get so sick of hearing that. Especially the pop up. Yeah, well, you can't get mad at the announcers. You got to get mad at the players. Um, so. <laughs> What do you think about Julio's season this so far? Pretty good season. Yeah, I think I think he's come through pretty good uh, towards the end of Kitty because for a while Julio was getting up there looking like a windmill. I mean, hitting at everything. One, two, three, sit down. Yeah. But somebody must have had a little talk with him, or he had a little uh, uh, extra help or something, because you know, and then. I get a little irritated with Ty Fred, but he is a good first baseman. But he gets up there and he swings that bat around and around and around and he strikes out. <laughs> and I always say, okay, Ty, your wife knows you're up there. You've swung that bat enough. Now let's get down to business. Yeah. Uh, and remember you said that he, he uh, sometimes you feel like he spends more time combing his hair than he uh yeah. You've told hey. me some of your, one of your favorite, my favorite texts that you got to say about Ty Francis. You said that he spends more time combing his hair than he does in the batting cage getting ready for the game. Yeah. He used to, he used to, first thing he used to do is get over there on first base or when he got to take his hat off, you know, so that everybody or turn it around or do something so everybody could see his face, you know. But I noticed that. He's he's a very he likes to visit over there on first base, you know. Yeah, he likes to visit with a guy who's made it that far, you know. And so, then, how about Cal tonight? Game one, I mean, game one of the series, he gets up there. He got the tough pitcher. They make him swing right-handed instead of left, and look what he does. He leads off the inning. Oh yeah, he could he could do either way. Now, I I heard that uh, these. Pitchers for uh, the Rangers coming up are, are left-handed pitchers, so we're going to have to get right-handed batters, right? Yeah, I, gu- I guess so. I mean, that's that's the way the game is played now, where you play matchups. Where I rather have just the best, hottest players in there. Uh, we didn't see Kelnick in this game. We didn't see Canzone yeah. in this game. So uh, I'd like to see those guys. Those guys are fun. But look, look, at the end of the day, JP, he's been coming up big for us all season. Well, ever since, ever since JP was hurt and he came back, he's been terrific. Yeah. I think. You, you could know. tell when he was gone how much the team needed him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, how yeah. excited were you tonight when JP got that hit? I mean, oh did my it seem God. like it just hung up there forever and ever? It, feel like, it feels like he saved the season. Well, it seems like to me, I couldn't tell whether it's going to be a foul, a home run, or back there in the corner if that guy was going to get it. Yeah, because he was kind of jogging already, and I thought maybe he already had it all lined up. Yeah, 
But then, then it looked like he just held the ball and didn't even throw it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what were you? What was happening at? What was happening at your house when that happened? I how how did I feel? Yeah. What was going on? Oh God, I was I was yelling and screaming all by myself here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was hooting and hollering and having a good old time. And then, uh, Hannah and, uh, Amanda, Amanda, she turned it off because she got so nervous. She figured it was a loss. And then I'm, I'm trying to text Hannah and I'm trying to text Amanda to tell Amanda that what is that guy to, to turn it on to see what happened, you know. It, it, it was such a festive ending. Well, usually yeah. you say when me or my sisters or any any of the Sumners on my side of the family go down to T-Mobile, we get too many of us down there. It's bad luck. Well, tonight was pretty good luck. Me and my sister were down there. So well, I I, I said uh, a little Heidi brought us luck tonight being there. So <laughs> I guess I'll let her go to another one. Maybe it was, but I I like I like when you send me uh, the the little video things of what's going on. And the crowd, and then I see that Scott, uh, is that his name, Scott, the manager? Scott Service. Yeah, he, 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 he wants people to come out tomorrow. So please come to the game, he said, tomorrow. Because he figured that that, that roar of that crowd is what really helped everything. Yeah, he's taking a page out of what Pete Carroll and the, Mike Holmgren did with the Seahawks. Uh, the yeah. 12th man, he calls it the 10th man. Well, you saw the videos I sent you. I was right there, right behind the plate tonight, and uh, it, it, it was it was electric in there, you, especially when oh, the roof, yeah. when the lid, when the roof is on that place, it's extra loud in there. It was shaking. JP, when he got that hit, you know, it, it, it was. I guess those announcers, I guess they. They couldn't believe it. Uh, what's her name? Angie, is it? She said that the, those announcers, something she she was trying to get a hold of it. They couldn't even hear her. Oh yeah, that was oh Jen Mueller. Yeah, she couldn't get a hold yeah. of. She couldn't get a hold. Um, it was loud in there. And then you saw uh, Julio come over and throw a couple of buckets of ice Gatorade on on JP. I I don't think. I, I just saw the end of that part, because I think I was trying to check to Hannah and them. Uh, I know that you love JP and you love Julio the most. Uh, but so, and you got Julio's ball and you got Julio's sign ball. You got Julio's yeah, jersey. Okay. That's another thing. I, I took Julio's shirt from hanging on the bookcase uh, yesterday. And I put it over on the love seat, and it was 44 showing out. It's all smooth down there. You know, the back the back of the love seat, then it comes down on the seat, and, and all you can see is big 44. So I'm leaving it that way because it worked yesterday, right? Right. And it worked today. And well, then, then I was wondering, should I... Yeah, you know, ball players are superstitious. They either don't want to change their underwear or something. <laughs> I was wondering. I had a purple 
sweater on. Do I keep wearing the purple sweater? Yeah, you got to wear that purple sweater. In fact, when I was leaving T-Mobile Park tonight, when I was going down the escalator by the home plate entrance, the last thing that one of the workers said to me when I was going down the escalator, he goes, he saw I had a rye bread and mustard uh, sweatshirt on. He goes, nice sweatshirt. You better wear it tomorrow if you're coming back. You know you can't change it. And I said, yeah. Yeah. Trust me, I'll be wearing this tomorrow. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Well, Grandpa used to say that those, those guys wouldn't change their underwear, you know, if they were women yeah. or hit. Yeah. Superstition <laughs> is a big thing. Yeah, a big thing in baseball. Major League Baseball presents Big League Tips. Here's how to figure an earned run average. First of all, take the total number of earned runs that you've allowed, say 20. You divide that by the number of innings that you've pitched, let's say 80. Now that'll give you a figure, 80 into 20, of 0. .250. Now you take 0. .250, multiply that by 9 to give you a number of runs per 9 inning. Uh, this would be 2.25. An ERA of that, you'd be pitching awfully well. Baseball fever. Catch it. Oh, one thing before I let you go, Grandma, we've got to get your opinion on what happened there. How ticked off were you when that uh, Hector Neris was yelling at Julio the night before? Oh, I yeah, I I couldn't under, quite understand it. I thought, why why were you after him for? I didn't see him. I didn't see Julio say anything to him. But maybe I missed it, but I don't think so. And then he just started yelling at him. Yeah. I, I, but but that's another thing. They never said why. They just shut that right up. Well, there was a lot you going know, they on put when it happened. Out of the game, and that, but they never. The announcers never said when it was over or anything. I don't think anybody did until the press conference. But it's come out, you know. And Eugenio Gino was sitting there on deck. He heard what he said. He said some uh, really bad slurs in, in Spanish to Julio for no reason. And then Julio said today when they talked to him uh, what he said, and, you know, Julio said no comment because I don't think he wants yeah. to make – he doesn't want it to be a distraction. And he, and he knows but the guys from his country doesn't want to make it any worse on him. But then at the same time, he also said he has no intentions of being friends with him or talking to him ever again. And uh, I think that's a smart but don't move. You think, don't you think in the old days they would have fined, that he would have got a fine for that? Oh, he's going to get fined. Suspended for a couple of games? Oh, he's going to get fined and he's going to get suspended, I'm sure. And, you know, Julio took the high road and he just said, I don't want to repeat what he said because he doesn't want it to blow up. But at the same time, he was pretty yeah. smart of going – no, I'm not going to accept his apology, and I'm not going to talk to him, basically. So he's because he's not going to offend the people that it offends. You know, he was saying a homophobic slur. I'm, you know what? He doesn't condone what the guy said to him, and he doesn't want to. He doesn't want no part of. Him. Well, I'll say one thing: Julio has had a wonderful raising. I mean, his parents raised him. I mean, he he didn't raise himself, you know. Yeah. He's had, he's had either a lot of love when he was being raised or something because he's so happy. Yeah, he is. You know, he's just happy. He's happy and, he's, and, he's, and they, he's very loyal. You know, the one thing about Lucky, about being around the team and going and seeing them in person is 
it's not just what you see on the camera. He does it consistently all the time in between the innings with the fans, with his teammates. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's not fake. No, no. Hey, I, I, I honestly haven't seen any of them really on the team that are fake. If they are, if they are, they got it well hidden, you know. Yeah. No, they got a but good, they, they got a good team. Yeah. And I, and I hope I'm around next year to see it too. Yeah, you'll be around. Well, they're going to get it this year, and then, but yes, you'll be around next year to see it too. So, what do you got to say to the fans right now and the listeners that are that are oh, kind of like kind of yeah. like Kent, kind of like your 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 son-in-law, my uncle, and them that uh-huh. have given up on the team kind of right now, yeah. and and just yeah. like our, my cousin, your 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 no. granddaughter, that they're skeptical. What do you got to say no. to them? I say do not give up on the boys because it's just proven. We Sometimes we do our best with two outs. If you've ever looked or watched with two outs, we just do good things. And don't give up on the boys. No. That's what I say. But I like the two outs. I always watch that. And, and we, we could do a Four runs with two out, you know. So just I'm telling everybody, don't give up on them. No, the last no. dog hunt. No, and I think tonight was a big turning point uh, going into the weekend. We had the big walk-off. Uh, the Mariners do it. Uh, J.P. Crawford. You know, a guy that we've leaned on all year outside of Julio. Yeah. He's just, he sets the tone. He gets the big hit. The place was going crazy. Uh, you could just see people knew, you know, the Mariners lose that game. They yeah. don't really have a margin to lose. It was going to be bad. And you got one of the well, team I leaders wanna, that took care of it. I also want to know, Myron, how come we got the, the uh, Rangers and them so much at the end? Look at what's it, nine games with them? Uh, it 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 uh seven games, seven, seven out of games. Ten. How ca- how'd they figure that? Well, who made up that schedule? We don't know. I mean, it's different because every team had to play each other this year. But the Mariners definitely got uh bent over there uh, on the schedule, especially with the traveling, right. sending them to the East Coast, having them go through. The last road trip they did. You're right. Well, we won't give up. We won't give up on them. And we're happy JP did everything. You saw him signing yep. the signing the. Oh God, yes. It did, was. I was happy for him. He was just like a star. Yeah. Did you like when he autographed the camera? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, I'll have to send it to you. He autographed the camera lens. He walked over to one of the camera lenses and he grabbed the camera. Probably gonna get a little bit of a uh, an invoice for this, maybe. But he took he took the pen and he <laughs> and he and he autographed the camera lens. Oh my god! Oh my god! Well, <laughs> you know, I think that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. So we'll we'll be back this week. Get ready, Grandma. We're still not out of it. Don't don't you worry. Oh, I know it. I know it, but. I'll wait for tomorrow night.
But the listeners want to know what 92 and a half, right? 92 and a half year old. Yeah, 90, I'm almost 92 and three fourths. 90, okay, 92 and three fourths, Grandma Norman. Yeah, because in January I'll be 93. Well, so. well that'll be <laughs> right before spring training starts, but let's not worry about spring training quite yet. No, but I just. You know how excited I get waiting for spring training. Yeah, I know you do. Yeah. I know you do. And, uh, you know, you did a good job tonight filling in for Hanson. He's working uh, with his oh, uh, working that, for. That's what I wanted to ask you. What does Hanson think about this? Does he get to watch any of it? No. He, well, I haven't heard from him. He's working four tens. He's working the uh, night shift with his company this week, working from 7 a.m. to 5 a.m. So, oh my land! Yeah, he missed this. Well, maybe he was watching it at work. I don't know, but he's going to be glad to hear you. And you did a good job, Grandma, uh, subbing in for Hanson here in the late night hour. Because we already, <laughs> yeah. we already, we already met our quota for the week. But you know what? In the last week, it's just been all bitching yeah. and moaning and speculating and doom and gloom. And I think this is a a great chance to uh, turn it around here. The Mariners, look, they only need three games. I wanted to have a nice little quick positive episode just going us into the weekend, and then I'll be at Tacos and Tequila on Sunday wrapping up the okay. season. Wrapping up the season, and hopefully we're talk getting ready for the playoffs, right? Okay. I'm with you. All right, Grandma. Love you. Love you. Get some rest. I will. All right. Night. Night. Anyways, that's our episode for tonight. Thank you, Grandma Norma. Love you all 92 and three quarters years of you. Um, I know a lot of uh, family is going to be happy to hear this. She's always a rating buster, honestly. She she really she really is. She's subbing in here for Hanno. She was so excited. I was talking to her, like I said at the top of this episode, texting with her, talking with her the entire time tonight. Um, I would read some of her texts right here, but we are a family podcast, um, so, so we just can't. Um, she's very excited to uh, watch this weekend, was not so excited actually to do the podcast, but then she, I think she warmed up there. She had a good time. Um, we'll have her back very shortly. I know we didn't hear from her pretty much all season, not for any other reason other than... Uh, we were reading her texts, and once we switched with Odyssey to the video thing, she said that she's got to have her team come over and get her all glammed up before she does that. And I don't, she says, I don't give her enough warning. So she's basically just been on the research department, basically a beat writer um, or beat texter, or let's just call it a beat bitcher for the uh, Rye Bread and Mustard and Mariners podcast. Again, we'll be down at Tacos and Tequila on Sunday. Hannah will be back. Hanno will be back on Sunday where we're wrapping up the season and you know still holding out hope here we might be getting ready ramping up for some more playoff stuff some playoff content of course so come and check us out we'll be down there at tacos and tequila at 11 a.m throughout the day with that being said thank you for liking subscribing and all that good shit also I know a few people have come up to me and said where in the hell did you get that sweatshirt or whatever else I was wearing down there and you can get that at, at simply.cora that's at simply.cora on Instagram or Etsy's 
With that being said, Hanno, I know you ain't here, so I'm gonna rock it out for you one more time. Charge.